Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to this special Fender Next edition of the Headliner Radio podcast. Today we're joined by the super talented Katie Pruitt, who's a country singer-songwriter based in Nashville, Tennessee. Katie, it's lovely to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. I'm really well. Um, Good. You know, so you released a few singles late last year, and then uh, the album Expectations dropped in February, right? of this year yes february 21st which feels like a year ago now (laughs) after everything that's happened in the world but i was was gonna say um, it's um i suppose the timing of that was pretty good right considering we went into lockdown like the like following month great timing yeah (laughs) awesome timing if i if i would have known i would have just dropped it last fall but um no honestly all things considered i'm i'm happy it's out in the world and i'm you know I did get like a couple weeks of promo kind of in before we realized how, you know, the severity of the pandemic and all that. Um, sure. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I got to do my release show and, you know, I, I did get to do some things compared to other artists who've released, you know, music this year that haven't gotten to do any of that. So. Uh-huh. Cool. And yeah. I'm <laughs> guessing you're happy with how the record turned out. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm proud and I'm happy. I, you know, um, it's always, you know, listening back, I don't listen to it very often, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely proud of, of what I did. And I think like, you know, I learned a lot and on the second record, I'll probably do things differently. And, you know, you kind of just learn every time you do it. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose you've had a lot of free time to to listen back to it as well in the in the last yeah. few months. So, yeah, I've I've mainly been um, just kind of in a new creative space. It's actually been sort of nice to not be playing the record because I have a lot of these songs I've had for a few years before I put it out. You know, okay. so I've been playing them live and kind of almost wore myself out on them. So I've gotten a nice little break from playing the songs and sure. yeah, I've just kind of been writing new material and moving on. So, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's a, it's a time when, you know, live gigs have come to a bit of a standstill uh, kind of all over the world. Um, you know, it gives you a lot of time to kind of focus on, on writing music and, and getting some, some quality music out there. But what have you kind of been missing most about, about playing live and, and getting out there? Um, definitely that just that in the moment, you know, feeling that energy that you get from being on stage with a room full of people. It's like you share, that's like a moment in time that the audience and you and the band, it's just like the only people that see it are the ones in the room. And the only people that feel it are the ones that are there in person. So, I mean, that's, that's something that no live stream can ever replace, you know, it's, it's just like a feeling and an emotion and an energy that you get from just being there. But, um, yeah, I think that's probably the the main thing I've missed to answer your question. Um, but I feel like, you know, people are adapting and we're figuring out how to do live streams and, you know, higher quality and, Uh you know, trying to still give people music and, and do it well, um, while, you know, while we figure out what the next, um, phases and and when we can start getting back into live music. So, um, I've been grateful for the times I've been able to like record or get in the studio or, 
still kind of be in person with my band without having an audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Nothing replaces a live audience. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, I think most would agree with you on that. Have you, have you kind of explored the live streaming uh, avenue, the possibility of that? Um, yes, I, um, I'm pre-recording a 60 minute set next week um, here in Nashville with cool. my band we're going to like shoot it in 4k and uh-huh. that's going to, going to be the first time I'm going to do it sort of at the quality I've been wanting to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I've just been, you know, recording videos in my room and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to do it where like, you know, people pay 10 bucks or 12 bucks to like tune in sure. live to the live stream. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, let's talk about, your music itself um you know it, it your music deals with a lot of uh, coming of age issues and it you know it almost chronicles uh, a lot of things that have happened in your life uh, tell, right. us, tell us a little bit more about that um yeah i mean all the songs on the record are are things i experienced and you know um i mean you know from a song like grace has a gun which is you know about a real relationship uh, a real toxic relationship my mm-hmm. first relationship with a girl and mm-hmm. how it kind of you know it's really nice track that one yeah, so that that's a real thing. And then, you know, loving her is based off a conversation that I had with my dad about um, kind of the first time I started having conversations with my parents about, you know, being gay and, mm-hmm. you know, them, you know, in response, telling me, telling me how it made them feel and they didn't understand it. And, you know, to which I replied, people don't like what they don't understand, you know, like, so mm-hmm. they're just, it was all sort of like a, you know, four years of me processing, like leaving my home in uh, Georgia and coming to Nashville and having the freedom and the space to kind of like be myself and um, write about that. And all these songs kind of touch on that. So another one of those tracks you mentioned, Loving Her, uh, I'd like to play a little bit for our listeners. Um, So here it is. Cool. And, and tell us a little bit, um, if you don't mind, about your relationship with music growing up and, and some of your influences when it comes to your songwriting. Um, yeah, I, um, I guess I did like I started off like musical theater. That was kind of my okay. um, introduction to like singing, which maybe explains why the record is very 
chronological and kind of storytelling. I feel like musical theater kind of does that. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's like a story arc. Um, That's That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, So I kind of, I feel like I kind of got that from musical theater. Um, And then in high school, I no longer thought musical theater was cool. So (laughs) I started listening to like Nirvana and Radiohead and Dave Matthews band was really big when I was in high school. Um, which kind of got me, you know, pushed me on guitar a little bit to yeah, kind of yeah. play these different chords. Um, and yeah, I, I um, started writing my own songs. I was kind of just like started covering songs with, you know, friends after school or before school and um, thought, man, how how hard could this, could this be? And um, my friends kind of just encouraged me to keep going. Great stuff. Oh yeah. That was kind of my like beginning, like the horizons of like, sure. Sure. Me realizing maybe, maybe I can keep doing this. And I just fell in love with the process Mm -hmm. and it just developed from there. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, great. Um, I also want to obviously talk about Fender and and your relationship with the company. Uh, when did you first get involved with them? Because obviously, you know, biggest guitar company in the world, it may seem quite obvious being a musician, but how, how did that, how did that first come about? Um, I was introduced to Steven, um, mm-hmm. who I think they might've come to one of my shows or something like that, but I came by their showroom and they were just really cool and uh, just showed me, I, I've been looking for, so the first uh, guitar that I, the first electric guitar I ever got, my parents bought me a, a Mexican Stratocaster. You can kind of see it on the wall, mm-hmm. that white one, um, so yeah. the off-white Stratocaster. So I knew I was a, I loved Fender kind of from the beginning Mm -hmm. and um, the Strat was kind of like my sound that I really wanted to go for. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted a jazz master. That was kind of the next, I was like, I really think a jazz master would like compliment what I do really well. And they just set me up with like this awesome um, jazz master. Um, And yeah, I mean, it, it kind of just, yeah, I just love the sound of Strats and jazz masters and just the way that Fender guitars just kind of can cut over a band. Like when you're playing, you know, over drums and mm-hmm. it's yeah. Um, yeah. Do you feel that they just kind of really complement your sound um, as a, as a musician? Yes, for sure. Um, and I mean, their amps, like I'm, I'm playing a Fender deluxe reverb amp and uh, okay. yeah, just like a Strat or a jazz master through, through a Fender amp through, through a Fender deluxe uh, amp is just like, it's just a sound, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a specific sound that I was drawn to. I listened to like a lot of John Mayer growing up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, um, I think that's where I first kind of fell in love with that Strat sound. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to find something similar for me and my sound. And, um, I feel like I did. And that's kind of unique and not, not like completely copying, you know, the tone of like John Mayer or, um, yeah. Sure. You want your, your, you want your own sound, right? You know, yeah. you can take um, influences, um, however heavy from, from a lot of artists, but you obviously want your own sound. And, and what yeah. did you use on the, on the latest record? Was that, was that the Strat that you used on, on there? Yes. Um, I used the Strat and then um, sort of at the tail end of recording, I used the Jazz Master a little bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, like on expectations, I'm, I'm playing that, uh, the, the Mexican Strat, which is like the first, first guitar that I ever, the first electric guitar I ever played. So it's kind of cool. It's like, feels very full circle. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of nostalgic in a sense, I yeah. guess, when you pick that up. Yeah. Right. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, 
Is there any plans? I mean, yeah, you, you obviously you're a fan of of, uh, of Fender guitars, Fender amps. Is there anything you've got your eye on that you kind of, um, that, or was it just the, the Strats and the Jazzmaster that you you're kind of happy to kind of just? Um. Well, since I've been doing so many like home um, kind of demos and recordings. Mm-hmm. Recently, I'm I'm really looking for like a, a baritone, which I've actually talked to Stephen about, but like a, you know, like sort of like a, a yeah, Fender baritone like guitar. Like a bass, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I just feel like they sound so good on, on recordings and they give it that sort of that depth, um, but they still have this kind of like, uh, you know, mid-rangey type of tone that kind of cuts it's it's really cool i've heard it on a lot of records and i can like pick it out immediately i'm like i i need one of those so bad <laughs> so yeah that's probably the next thing i'm, I'm after but nice nice so yeah okay that's cool that's really cool um just generally speaking how has lockdown been for you katie obviously it's it's a strange time for for everyone especially music makers um like we spoke about you know not being able to get out connect with the fans, uh, you know, being on stage and stuff. Um, but how, how have you found it generally? And, and, um, have you been as kind of productive as you would have liked to have been and and as creative? Um, I feel like I, you know, at first, no, I was not, um, creative because I was just like sad about the whole thing. Bummed about, Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like everybody needed, I mean, I don't know, maybe some people immediately started getting creative, but I just needed time to process um, the reality of like not going on tour, the reality of like all these plans that I had for 2020 just being, you know, shot and not, Mm -hmm. not happening, or at least absolutely not happening in the way that I envisioned them. Um, Which is kind of ironic that my record's called expectations. So that's the, (laughs) that's the dangerous thing about expectations (laughs) is things don't work out the way you all, you know, always plan. And that's okay. And I think it, it, once I was able to sort of process, okay, things aren't happening the way I thought they would. Um, but you know, I was sort of able to, to just take a step back and see some of the silver lining, which for me has been, you know, spending more time with my girlfriend and my, and Uh my close friends, obviously keeping our distance, but I feel like, you know, hanging out with the few people I've been hanging out with, it's like, you know, you actually have deeper conversations and instead of just seeing them in passing, like at a bar and being like, Oh, how are you? Okay. Bye. You know, it's, um, I, I feel like I've had more time to just be in the present moment, which has been really helpful. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I've been writing a lot, um, recently just about, I mean, there's just so much going on. It's, um, really I'm writing for like my own sanity at this point. <laughs> uh, but just, you know, about our world and how, um, I don't know, things seem sort of bleak and hopeless, but yet like the world keeps spinning. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, it won't, it won't stop spinning. And, uh, it's a really weird kind of uncertain time. I mean, things kind of seem to be getting back to normal, don't they? Um, but yeah, but kind of... yeah, I, I feel like that sometimes. And then I'm like, but they're not, they're not normal. Like we're still yeah. not going out to, to bars and, you know, I don't, I think it's going to take a while for, for things to like fully get back to where we remember them, but we are adjusting to this new version of normal, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
I feel like I'm better adjusting, you know, and, you know, I'm spending more time outside, which is something I was not doing. Yeah. 2019. <laughs> so that's been nice. I mean, yeah, it is a, it is kind of a, a new normal, isn't it? People keep throwing that kind of. Yeah. That around. word around. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, um, it certainly is. Is there, what, what else have you kind of been doing to keep yourself busy? Um, you know, musically, um, generally speaking, if, you know, any weird new hobbies that you've picked up, anything like that? Um, weird new hobbies. I guess me and my girlfriend have like been, you know, uh, growing a garden in our backyard, which oh, is nice. nice. Um, I, I bought a bike, which I did not have a bike before. So I've just been like, you know, we've got a lot of greenways in Nashville. So I've just been, you know, just riding, like nice. putting my headphones in and just going on bike rides, which has been, been really great just to kind of like process things. Um, and get a workout in kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, other than that, not, not really just, um, trying to write and trying to listen to a lot of music and read and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of stay, like, you keep your mind active, I guess, you know, while, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Keep your mind active and your body active as well. Yeah. I guess like camping too. I've been camping a lot. Cool. Like on weekends. Yeah. Love, love a bit of camping. Good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Uh, what are you most looking forward to about um, kind of when things do eventually go back to normal? You know, we mentioned gigging and stuff and and getting out there, but what's kind of like the main thing for you that you sort of can't wait to to um, to get? I mean, honestly, yeah, like tour. <laughs> tour is really the only thing that I feel like can't happen right now. You know, like everything uh-huh. else, like getting in the studio can kind of happen if you're safe. Um, seeing friends in the backyard, you know, six feet apart can happen. So you can still see people, you know, nature isn't gone. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say tour and Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I don't know, just like going to a bar with friends and, um, playing darts and playing pool at a bar Uh or something, you know, but, um, really the main thing is yeah just playing a freaking show for a audience is what i really truly miss and you'll be taking your strap with you as well i guess oh yeah yeah and the jazz master (laughs) for sure sick okay cool um i think that's most of the things i wanted to talk to you about katie it's been uh it's been lovely to have you on the show thanks so much again for joining us yeah thank you thanks for having me no worries at all uh if i think of anything more that uh that i'd like to talk to you about any other sort of little questions i'll uh i'll drop a line and we'll okay kind of fill in the blanks but um, sounds good for now thanks again and good luck and take care all right thank you no good to talk to you thanks casey all right bye cheers bye-bye headliner radio supporting the creative community